0: First lot of courses. I'm, I'm about to do a presentation on prophecy, and so I thought I just want to check in just quickly with Pastor Jock about a couple of dates. And um, so we're all in agreement before Sean's uh, testimony. And I was feeling, oh, I reckon I'll get this right. This will be okay. I've done. I've done my study and things. And then Sean goes through his testimony, and uh, then he come back to me, and uh, he kind of says, no, I reckon those dates are wrong. And then he just walked off the stage. <laughs> and so um, I've got a presentation here, which I. Um, I've done my studies. So I think the dates are right, but we'll find out very shortly if, if it doesn't quite calculate anyway. So, the, the, um, the prophecy we're going to go through uh, today is Daniel 70 weeks, and the prophecy is found in uh, Daniel chapter 9. Let me see here. So, I've got, kind of made it a little bit more uh, not interactive, but put a few visuals into it. So, this is Daniel. He's got a bit of an echo. Oh. Yeah, he's had it. Yeah, I know he's got he's got the common haircut. Who knew Daniel looked like that? It's a very reliable source. So the um, the testimony be- the testimony. The prophecy begins in uh, Daniel chapter nine and in verse one it reads: In the first year of Darius the son of Ahasuerus. Um, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in desolation of Jerusalem. So it's really interesting. The point I kind of get out of this first part is David studied the books. Um, Daniel studied the books. He was looking for Times He was looking for uh, an insight as to God's timing and things. And, um, and it goes on to give you an understanding of who Daniel is. Daniel um, saw the destruction of Jerusalem as the uh, Babylonians came in. They burnt the city to the ground. And he was taken captive and taken back to uh, Babylon. And so you know, he's just having this moment where he's just thinking you know, about the Lord and thinking about what he's read and trying to work out the timings. And he's just kind of like pondering upon what he saw. For Daniel is very real; he could hear the screams, probably still in his ears. He could probably still smell the burning of what he of his, his experience. He would have been quite young at that time. And it says in verse three, it says, "And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes." So Daniel was a pretty serious character and you and if you were to read the book of Daniel a uh, lot was revealed to Daniel and i believe this is why because he set his face towards the lord he wanted to know and we we believe in the god that if you want to know it will be given to you if you seek you shall find uh, god rewards that so the lord's having a real honest kind of moment before the lord he's sitting in a in a foreign country in a foreign city and he's thinking where is all this heading where, where are we going with all this? And it says in verse 4, And I prayed unto the Lord my God, um, and I made confessions and said, O oh Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant of mercy to them that love him. And he goes on, and this prayer goes for uh, 15 verses for the, for the chapter. So he's really pouring out his heart to God and about his situation. and Where is all this heading, Lord? And he pretty much says in this prayer that we have messed up, and we know it. We have messed up as a nation and we know it. We know why we're where we are today. And uh, he kind of ends it, ends his kind of prayer and he says, O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, hearken and do and defer not. So this is a real, uh, uh, you know, a, a great character, you know, um, you know, Daniel. And he was uh, close to God. And as he poured out his heart to God, it says in verse 20, while he was yet speaking and praying and confessing, My sin and the sin of the people of Israel, it says in verse 21 Yea, while I was speaking, even the man Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, whom I'd seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And so, um, just a bit of a side note on this here. With the children, the children is probably sleeping or resting whatever. Keep an eye on Angel Gabriel. He's going to have something different in one of the slides. He's going to be in quite a few of the slides, but there's going to be something different for him. So keep your eye on him, and that might keep you in the presentation a little bit longer as well. There's going to be one slide that's slightly different. He's going to look slightly different to it. So the Angel Gabriel um, appears, and he gives the prophecy. This is the prophecy. He says, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city, to finish the transgressions, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the the vision and the prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. This is the prophecy. And so uh, from this, to make it real simple, there is a to-do list. And that was all that we read before, the to-do list. This is what's going to happen in this prophecy here. Um... And the Tru list is this: it says here: number one, to finish the transgression, number two to make an end of sins, number three to make reconciliation for iniquity, number four, bring in an everlasting righteousness, number five to seal up the vision, and number six to anoint the most holy. so it goes on, um, and now this is the time it says and it goes on verse twenty five now therefore um, and understand that from the going forth to the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. And the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. So now we have the start time. So we're trying to work out what he's saying. There's going to be a, uh, a, it's going to be a period. It's going to be like a timed prophecy. It's going to begin at a time it's going to go for a certain amount of time and end. And in that time, I'm going to achieve all these things. This is the prophecy. So the time will start. The gun will go off from the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem. And from there, I'll start to do everything that I said I promised within this prophecy. So, you know, Daniel, you could imagine that time as Gabriel's was giving him all this, uh, what's going to happen is going to be rebuilt. You know, to Daniel would have been far-fetched. They kind of I mean, well, Daniel was a man of faith, so he would have, you know, he would have thought, how amazing is this? Maybe, maybe wouldn't he's a man of faith, but he would have been thinking, wow, that same place that I just left, you know, seventy odd years ago, you're going to send someone to kind of announce it to be rebuilt again, and so for for Daniel, it would have been a real mixed emotion as to how unreal is that, knowing I saw it when I left, and it wasn't looking too good. So it goes on, and time will start from the commandment to restore the building of Jerusalem. So. Not that it happened on Friday, July the 1st, but uh, maybe it did. Well, I'm not too sure exactly what the, what the date was. But it's really important to understand there's a beginning date. And the beginning date is tied up with someone that's going to say, I command thee to restore and build Jerusalem, whatever that date is. Maybe it was the 1st of July. I Maybe ask Pastor Jock what that exact date was. But there's going to be a man that you don't know of that's going to actually command this rebuilding of Jerusalem. And from that time, things will begin. The prophecy will begin. And so this is, again, we'll just read the, the... Now we know all that, we're going to read the prophecy again. Verse 24. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression, make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision, and to anoint the most holy. So 70 weeks are determined. i just... So it's timed. So in the book of Daniel... Verse 25, 26, 27, there are three periods of time given. So we know that the entire prophecy is worth 70 weeks, but that 70 weeks is broken up to three periods, where there'll be a, um, something significant happened at the beginning and something significant happened at the end of those times. So don't, don't get yourself too concerned with that. We just kind of go through. This is the first one. That's the first period. Second period. Third period. So we go back to the first one. So the first period is this one, verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth, the command to restore, to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. And the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. So from wherever this guy, the silhouette with the shadow, with a question mark through to the anointing of Jesus Christ, will be this period of 69 weeks. That's period one. You still with me? Has Gabriel changed it or not? Have you found him? He looks the same so far? Okay. Maybe you're right. I'm not too sure, actually. <laughs> I think you're still in it. Okay, second period. is actually verse 26. And after three score and two weeks, shall the Messiah be cut off, but not for himself and the people... Of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood and unto the end a war of desolations are determined. So there's another period that says 60 plus two weeks, three score and two weeks. And this is from the completion of Jerusalem through to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. As that should be the anointing of Jesus Christ. Is that right, Pastor Jock? Yeah, that should be the anointing of Jesus Christ. Wrong picture. I'm just looking at that there now. Okay, and then this is the third period. And it says, and it shall be confirmed in the covenant uh, with many for one week, and in the midst of the week, so the week's going to get cut in half. So three and a half plus three and a half days, one week. And so this is the third period. So it talks about Jesus' anointing. He'll be cut off, crucified in the midst of that week. So you just understand this is the third period. We're not going to get too... we'll get to it eventually so we're just going through we've been through the to-do list the three periods and now the the last one is um to recap slightly it says so the three parts i just want you to understand this prophecy number one there's going to be somebody that's going to announce the beginning to rebuild jerusalem he's going to do this when he sets the fires the gun and begins the prophecy he says there'll be three periods of time within that prophecy And within those three periods of time, I would have achieved the to-do list of six things. So as a summary, that's the three things. I'm waiting for this man to say build or a woman. He's gonna do it within these three periods of time. And this is what's gonna be achieved in those three periods of time. So we're gonna just pause the button there and just go sideways for a second to understand what is a time. We know the whole prophecy goes for 70 weeks. But in the Bible, 70 weeks may not mean 70 weeks. So just hold that thought. We're going sideways and we'll come back. In the book of Ezekiel, in the red there, this, is, this passage of Scripture says, I have appointed thee each day for a year. So when we talk about time periods in the, in the Scriptures, From what was written already in the scriptures, it says here, I've appointed each day for a year in Ezekiel. In Numbers, it says each day for a year shall uh, ye bear your iniquities. So each day for a year. So now 70 weeks. We just want to get the timing correct and then we'll go back to those three things. So 70 weeks times by each day is a year by 7 is 490 days 70 weeks times 7 is 49 490 and 490 means 490 years who's still with me kind of will I make a bad school teacher it looks like I will because only about 10 of you put your hands up are the rest sleeping or are you just focused on Gabriel <laughs> so we're just going one day for a year in prophecy So the total period is covered in 490 days. Within that 490 days, there are three distinct periods. Okay, we're going to go back. That's where we were. Okay, so now we're waiting for this man to announce. We're waiting for these three periods to begin, and we're waiting to see what happens, if we can achieve everything set out in the prophecy. So this here, let me just try and see if I've got this correct here. Let me see. So this is the man that actually announced the rebuilding of Jerusalem was a king called Artaxerxes I, which was a Mede. wasn't even Israeli from the children of Israel. That comes in the, in the book of Ezra, in chapter 7 and verse 7. There's a lot in it. It says, in the seventh year of Artaxerxes, the king, I make a decree that all they of the people of Israel and of his priests and Levites and in my realm, which are minded of their own free will to go up to Jerusalem to go with thee. So he sends out this decree, and he gives it to Ezra and says, whoever is free willing to go with you and help rebuild Jerusalem, take with you. And if you read the whole chapter, he actually supports them with a lot more than just allowing them to go free. You'd almost say he funded the project. So now the prophecy has begun. And it happened in the seventh year of Artaxerxes. In the seventh year. So to get an understanding, it's quite small, but his reign began in 464. So if it's in his seventh year, then it must be in 457. If it's in the seventh year, if he began his reign in 464, then we've got this starting year. This is that first period. Now the first period has begun. So 457 is the year he must have decreed this. So in the first period is 7 weeks plus 16, 62 weeks, 69 weeks. So 69 times 7, he has got a calculator? Dan, you've got your calculator on your phone. 69 times by 7. What's that there? 483? Okay. So it's pretty hard to work out unless you can put minus into your calculator, but if you've got minus 457 plus 483, you should come to 26 or 27 AD around that period. So that's the first period of this prophecy. So from this man, Artaxerxes, the king, he sets in motion this prophecy, and if you count seven weeks plus 62 weeks, the first period, it brings in a significant time Jesus Christ is anointed. How unreal is that? There has to be a bit of planning in that, doesn't there? It's pretty amazing that you can line it up absolutely perfectly to the coming of Jesus Christ, the anointing of Jesus Christ, his baptism there. Okay, so in 70, of the Messiah, the Christ is anointed. Period two. So that's the first one. He's achieved that one. Period two, three score in two weeks. We said that from the, uh, from the completion of Jerusalem, which is 62 weeks times by seven, of a lost dan i think but that comes to the same period as the anointing on this one here so there are two significant time periods and then the third period is this here it says after jesus is anointed in the midst of the week um he shall cause the sacrifice of oblation to cease so that going to be it's going to be cut in half so from this last week It's going to be split in half from the anointing of Jesus Christ and three and a half years we know was his ministry and he was crucified. So it's amazing when you kind of to think about can you think of everything when you plan something like this? if you were to go build a home and you spent 20 years planning to build this home, can you think of everything? And the answer is no. There will always be something that goes off plan. And we're talking, you know, 490 years dealing with a lot of people who don't even some people don't even believe in god some people not even associated with the house of israel speaks out of their mouth to start a a a prophecy emotion so it's no kind of chance event that these numbers all line up perfectly and this is all uh, uh, this is all kind of orchestrated by god and does Daniel 70 weeks bring anyone, I know, to salvation? And probably not. But does it build conviction in us? Absolutely, that what we actually read is a pretty reliable source. That within these pages here is a plan that nobody could achieve unless they were God. So that's the third period. And after 62 weeks, the Messiah is cut off, and that's his crucifixion there. Okay. So now there's the last one. This is the last part. So we've got, we've got the man in the shadow, Artaxerxes. We've identified the three periods, had significant beginnings, significant ends to those periods. And the last thing was um, the, the two this with uh, Gabriel was actually sent from God, but Gabriel sent sent the message here, he uh announced the message. The first one, the finished transgression, make an end of sins. We got those six there. So the first one, to finish the transgression, came in came in in a, uh, the arrival of Jesus Christ. And in Ziah fifty five five to eight, which we all know the chapter very well, it says he was wounded for our transgressions. So it identifies that with Jesus Christ. So that was the first thing achieved on that to do list. The second thing, to make an end of sins. And in Hebrews we read that. He appeared to put away sins by the sacrifice of himself. And there are many scriptures associated with Jesus Christ being the the sacrifice for our sins. The third thing, to make reconciliation for iniquity. And in Corinthians it says, committed unto us the word of reconciliation. He was the bridge that brought man to God. This is the fourth thing. To bring in everlasting righteousness. And Romans five it says, By the obedience of one many be made righteous. That's number five. I think this is number six. And no, that's number five. To, um, to seal the vision and the prophecy. And in John it says here John six twenty seven, For him hath God the Father sealed. And there's many other ones in Ephesians, there's quite a bit there about being sealed. And the and the last one is the the most holy. And verse Luke 4, because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to to the poor. And so God has set out a plan. He's used a man to set set the plan off in motion, a man called Artaxerxes. He's given us the periods to watch out for, and he has completed his to-do list. And the prophecy is complete. It's a pretty amazing kind of thought. So we're just going to touch on something here and just want to try and personalise that a little bit more about uh, uh, about prophecy in the Bible and how prophecy actually touches our heart and how prophecy can motivate us as well. And it says here in Nehemiah, it says, in troublous times we'll do all this. And it says, and they which build on the walls um, with one of his hands wrought uh, in the work and the other hand held a weapon. And uh, I like to kind of think that's a, bit our, that's a bit of our life. That's about our calling. You know, one, one side of our life is actually trying to build this calling that we've, we've been called to. Another side is trying to keep everything, everyone else away from us achieving everything we want to achieve in our, our life. And we use this uh, analogy a lot to motivate ourselves. In um, Ezra says, and I make a decree that uh, all they... Or the people of Israel and the priests and the Levites, we read this in my realm, which are minded of their own free will to go to Jerusalem with thee. So there's two things here that are really uh, these people that both did this work, built the wall and built Jerusalem, they were people that did it out of their own free will. And they were people that um, uh, fought with one hand and built with the other. And I guess they were doers and you kind of think about um, Ezra knew the prophecy Daniel received it from Gabriel but Ezra knew the prophecy and he was waiting for it and he yearned for it and he would have prayed over the prophecy for it to to come in his time and what I kind of like to present is um, in a moment as we just understand these two men here that they seem like a long, long way away and a long time ago But uh, the things that they displayed are for us, that we must learn from. So this is Ezra. This is for Ezra had prepared in his heart to seek the Lord, seek the law of the Lord, and to do it, and to teach in Israel the statutes and the judgment. Who asked him to do that? Was he self-appointed? He had this desire within his heart. He said, "I'm I'm preparing my heart. I'm preparing it to do God's law." I will do it regardless. I don't care who comes with me. It's about me and my relationship with God. And so this is one character. This is Ezra. That's how he spoke, driven by a prophecy. And another one is Daniel. He says, I've set my face unto unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fastings and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession. And so if we have this type of attitude... If we set our heart towards God and set our face towards God and come to God with a humble heart and ask God for something, challenge God. God, I want something to get my teeth stuck into. I want to be part of something big. I want to be part of a big announcement. I want to be a part of a big prophecy. I want to feel alive. I want to kind of put my hand to the plow. I want to feel a bit of resistance because what I'm doing is worthwhile. And I think we kind of have the answer. These two men here, Daniel and Ezra, were looking for Jerusalem. And if you read those, those chapters, that's, they spoke a lot about Jerusalem. And so they were kind of they, 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 their identity was um, kind of uh, consumed by this prophecy. That's the big part of it. And if you were to talk to them, you might have got "You know how the day's going, but within the next sentence, they would have spoken to you about the prophecy of Jerusalem. They wanted to be a part of this prophecy so what's our prophecy to get our teeth stuck into what's our prophecy that we know something about that many others probably don't know about and whether we know it or not but we are God's greatest prophecy we are God's greatest prophecy in receiving the Holy Spirit so Ezra and Daniel looked towards Jerusalem and we look to the, the infilling of the Holy Ghost people's lives changed the Spirit of God coming within a person that's our kind of you know, claim to fame. That's the one that God's saying, you get your teeth stuck into that one and you tell everyone else about that one because that's another one that's timed coming towards me. The timing you don't know, but I know. That's God. knows, not me. God knows. And, 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 this is the, and this is the prophecy that we are attached to. So they had Daniel chapter 9 We have Jeremiah 31 that we must set our face to, set our heart to, put our hands to, defend, build. And it says here, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, I will make a new covenant. And it goes on, Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers, in verse 33, but this shall be the covenant that I will make after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts, and I'll write it in their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbour and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. So I just want to put those two slides up there again to kind of, this is how these men spoke how strong they spoke, how, com- how much conviction they spoke. And I guess for us, you know, uh, Daniel's 70 weeks, is just there for us to build our conviction that the- what we're building here is we're not building the um, natural Jerusalem, but we're building the spiritual Jerusalem. Um, we have a job to do. We need to get our hands dirty. We need to have some resistance somewhere. Otherwise, you know, we're kind of getting, we're just kind of... Uh, we're just kind of like slowly slowly going into the world but we need to stand apart from all of that so people follow us you know you always will live in whatever you build regardless and Pastor John said it this afternoon about our consequences and sometimes you know some parts of my life have been very embarrassing and shameful but I built that I made that I made all those decisions that went into where I was living at that time in that period and there's nothing, more, uh, there's nothing harder to take than regret, I think, or shame. But, gee, there's a lot to be taken from achievement and reward. But if we just understand what we've been called to and what we're building and who we're building it for and who's backing our building and, and what will be revealed in the last day, if we put our hand to the plough and not look back, um, it'll be very, very rewarding. I'll, I'll leave that right there. Okay. Amen. Who found Gabriel, actually? Let me try and find Gabriel. I'll tell you, i see if I can remember it, where I put it. Who reckons they found it? Gabriel. What, which one? He had his head turned the other way. Now we're going to start to see some real interesting stuff about brothers and sisters. No, I didn't have your head turned the other way. Maybe, maybe that's what you, as you were falling asleep. Let me try and remember it for you. Sorry. Ooh. He got, no, that's just bad formatting. Actually, I'll find it. I, I did have it here somewhere. I don't know why he's holding a cookie, but uh, but I took the cookie away from one of these. I can't find where I took the cookie away. No, nah, I can't find it. Someone took the cookie. <laughs> Nah, we've lost the cookie. The cookie wasn't taken away. Sorry about that. I'm really playing with your minds there, haven't I? But we can pray about that now. We're going to have a prayer line. We'll put the lights back on. It'll be fantastic. We'll ask the officers if they come out, please, and and welcome people as they're coming forward to uh, have some prayer.